and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with author Deborah Deason about her new picture book, The Pout Pout Fish Goes to School. Illustrated by Dan Hanna, the book follows Mr. Fish back when he was a youngster, heading to school for the first time and struggling to fit in. Mr. Fish was first seen in 2008's The Pout Pout Fish, and has since appeared in both picture books and board books. The Pout Pout Fish Goes to School is being published in late June by the Macmillan imprint of Farrar, Strauss, and Giroux, which is sponsoring this podcast. Deborah, thanks for speaking with me. It's my pleasure, John. Thanks for having me. So your previous books about Mr. Fish have covered things like uh, fear of the dark and uh, different emotions and kind of an overall gloomy attitude toward life. Uh, did did trepidation about school feel like an, uh, a natural next step for this character? It did. And it was fun to take Mr. Fish back in time to his very first day of school in the Pout Pout Fish and in the Pout Pout Fish in the Big Big Dark. He's an older character, Mr. Fish. Um, So we had to go back in time to when he was just a small uh, fry and take him to his first day of school. And it seemed natural that he would have both enthusiasm for school, but also a bit of um, fear and nervousness about the experience, as many children do. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you see doing more books with uh, Mr. Fish, you know, and as sort of more of a child at that state of his uh, life? Or was this more of a, a one-off idea, just be given, given the, the nature of and the setting of this book? I think for um, the time being, this is probably uh, just for this book, but it's worth exploring in the future. Uh, the thing I've most enjoyed about getting to know Mr. Fish as a character is that he does have a lot of stories to tell. Some of them I've discovered so far, and Dan Hanna has discovered along with me, and some of which are yet to be discovered. And that's the fun part about uh, writing a series, is that you don't actually know what's coming next until it's finished. And now, are your own children of school age at this point? My kids are 15 and 12 now, so they're still of school age. Um, the My elder son was part of the inspiration for the Pout Pout Fish back when he was about three or four. So they've come of age uh, school-wise and um, growing up right alongside Mr. Fish as a character. And did uh, you've been through then a lot of uh, a lot of first days of school, that sort of thing. Did any certain moments or emotions from your own uh, family's, I guess, uh, experiences with uh, school and first days and things like that also find their way into this story? I don't think anything came into it directly, but I know my own school experience as a fairly shy um, young child factored into Mr. Fish's experience, and then some of the general ideas about school that my kids have experienced. I think when I wrote this story for Mr. Fish, it is a story about his first day of school, but to my mind, it's more importantly a story about finding your place in a learning community, which is what school is about. And Mr. Fish discovers in the course of his first day that you're not expected to know things that you haven't been taught yet, and that that's what school is for and also that you have a a teacher to help you. And those were reassuring messages that have been important to my kids during their school experience. And so I incorporated that as much as I could into Mr. Fish's story. And now the original book about Mr. Fish, uh, The Pout Pout Fish, uh, that was your, your very first children's book, right? 
Correct. And it was also Dan Hanna's first book. So oh. it was an adventure for both of us. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned a little bit of, you know, sort of maybe a bit of family influence uh, with the original conception of the character. But how, how did the, the character, how did the pieces sort of come together back in the beginning for you? At the very beginning, um, the story idea came from a, a, just an afternoon experience with my elder son when he was about three or four, somewhere around that age. And he was having kind of a grouchy, pouty day, as sometimes happens at that age. Well, I suppose at any age. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, to cheer him up with a little humor. So I made an exaggerated pouty face at him um, and jutted my lip out in a big pout. And he kind of laughed and uh, he made a face back at me. And, and we got to doing that back and forth. And I I laughed and I said, we look like fish, like pout-pout fish. And that was the moment where the story began. And um, I thought, I I don't think I've ever heard of a pout-pout fish. And and maybe I should write that story. I had been writing some other things at that time. But I put those aside and and worked on this idea. And it came together pretty quickly. I can't say magically, but I think as projects go, um, some things take longer than others. And that story, the idea for it was pretty complete almost immediately and the work on it didn't take as long as some of the things I've written. Dan's not here to, to speak with us today, but I wondered, you know, there, there are these fish out there, they're called the blobfish. I'm wondering if you've maybe seen photos of them. I didn't know if that might have all played a, uh, a role in some of the uh, the visual uh, look that uh, Mr. Fish ended up getting, especially in that first cover where he's just got that sort of real bottom of the seabed kind of uh, sad face going on. I've run across those photos after the fact, and and they have a nice resonance with me because they seem to be cousins of Mr. Fish or or something. Um, And I don't know if Dan used any of those in terms of his um, inspiration. I think that they probably look pouty because... um, they, they do appear pouty, mm-hmm. uh, so they naturally are going to look a little bit similar. Um, but I think the, the thing that strikes me most about the appearance of Mr. Fish, I am not a very visual person. And in fact, I didn't have a picture in my head of what Mr. Fish looked like, even though I'd written the story. He just wasn't in my head in, um, in an image, only in words. And then when I saw Dan's art, I saw, I said, that's it, exactly. And so he had nailed the vision that I didn't yet have in my head uh, hmm. precisely, which was really interesting and, and speaks to the quality of his work and, and the way he's brought this character fully to life. Words are a start, but for a children's picture book character to truly come to life, um, you need someone like Dan Hanna to, to bring it about. And now, you know, as the series has kind of grown over the last few years, um, do you ever find it tricky to, you know, keep building books around a character whose whose fears and insecurities uh, are such a big part of him without making him seem like kind of a sad sack? It is an interesting challenge, and um, it's also important, I think, that he not always seem to be rescued from his troubles. Um, his friends help him with his troubles, but it's ultimately Mr. Fish who, who makes the change or, or comes to the new conclusion, and so that's important to me that I keep that in mind. Um, but uh, it's also fun to try to think of what Mr. Fish will do next and where his adventures will take him. Sometimes when I do school visits, I ask the kids where they think he should go next or what he should do. And the ideas are fascinating and funny. And one of my favorites was uh, some a young man raised his hands and hand and suggested that Mr. Fish have a bowling alley adventure, <laughs> which I just thought, you know, I, it's wonderful. It's so neat to see a character inspire kids 
to think about that character in settings that he hasn't even been in yet. And that character becomes their own. Maybe it's also in part due to the fact that it's been so many years since I first wrote this story. I feel a real sense of shared ownership of this story and this character. It's not just me and it's not just Dan Hanna that have created this character. All the kids who have read the story, all the teachers, the parents, the librarians who have read the story to kids, they have made this character truly into who he is. And it's a shared creation at this point. And it sounds like you have really made make a lot of time throughout the year to sort of get out there and spend time with kids, you know, at bookstores and schools and things like that. What are the sort of things you'd like to talk about when you're kind of out there on the road with uh, kids talking about these books? With the younger kids, we talk about um, the pictures and the words and the story, and I'll often show them the covers of the different Mr. Fish stories, the Pop Pop Fish stories, and, and ask them what they notice Um for children who aren't yet reading, it's important to make those links between the images and the words. And so we start with the images and then we, we turn to reading the story. With the older children at the elementary school level, I talk a little more about being a writer, um, what inspires me, uh, what resources I use. And we also, even with the real young kids, we talk about revision because that's a big part of writing and something that teachers have told me um, that they like when authors cover. And I admit to um, the classes that I have never in my whole life as a writer gotten something right the first time. And I think that's reassuring to them. And it also helps them understand that there are um, there's a lot of revision in their future as writers, whether they're writing for an assignment or writing for fun. And then we usually go through some techniques that I use for the older kids. We go through those techniques and, and talk about some ways to get past that fear of not being able to revise it. So it's a lot of fun and it inspires me. I hope I in, maybe inspire at least one or two students out there to turn to a life of writing. And I find that I'm always inspired by their energy and their questions and their enthusiasm. Well, that sounds like a good uh, opportunity to talk a little bit about your your own path to becoming a writer. And, and I get the sense that it was maybe a little circuitous to find your way there. Is that is that fair to say? I think that's very fair to say. I know that I have always uh, loved books and reading and have always had an interest in writing. I was very um, fortunate when I was young to have not only parents who encouraged my interest, but teachers and school librarians who encouraged me as a writer. And that encouragement has always stayed with with me, um, but I didn't stay with writing per se for many years. I, I wrote and, and continue to have an interest in it, but in a very casual, on the side sense, and set it aside um, and did many other things. But after my kids came along, I was immersed in children's books. They they loved, they continued to love to read, but they loved to be read to as uh, young children. And so day after day, I was reading wonderful books, many of them over and over and over again. And it was that immersion experience that uh, really reignited my interest in writing. And I began to think, I'd like to do this. And so I tried. Um, and for many years, I think it was probably several years, I mostly did it 
almost secretly wasn't really ready to admit to anybody that I was writing and that I really wanted to have something published. But as I came to take myself a little more seriously, I then took the next step of joining a writing group and getting involved with attending a writing conference or two here and there. And my writing got better as a result. Uh, That was the point at which I started sending stories for um, submission to be considered by publishers. And it took many, many years, but then came the call about the pout pout fish and um, boy it's been a, a lot of fun ever since and I was also curious I know along the way you you ended up getting a degree in library science and I was curious if that ended up feeling like a, another important step in sort of finding your way to becoming an author I think that it was. I was not a children's librarian, but librarianship is um, a a reflection of my interest in books as well as in information and in people. Reference librarianship, which is what I was involved in, is that interesting combination of, of connecting people and their information needs to information. And so there's the um, the book and the data end of it, but there's the people end of it too. And I also work now at a nonprofit organization, and I think there's a similar sort of connection there between um, information that people need and people who need information and, and community building. And I think of books as a community builder. Um, the children's books that I write uh, have a connection to real kids and real classrooms and real libraries. And those are all communities of sorts. So I think that might be the thread that, that kind of goes through all of those different um, aspects of my, my professional life. And to go back to the uh, that first uh, Pop Pop Fish book when it came out, were you uh, surprised by some of the uh, the initial reactions? I mean, it you know, landed on the New York Times bestseller list and got kind of a slew of honors, you know, from from Time Magazine to uh, to Bank Street. It was very exciting and not at all what I had expected, which made it all the more fun. Uh, um, just a delightful experience for a debut children's book author and for Dan Hanna as the debut children's book illustrator to have. We did not expect that. Um, and it it's almost indescribable to think about that period when uh, it w- the book was brand new and yet all these wonderful things were happening that I could not have anticipated. Um, and I am so very grateful for that. Sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, the stars align and, and something good happens and then momentum builds and more good things happen. And so I, I just can't help but feel anything but grateful and lucky and appreciative for that experience. I couldn't have predicted it and didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, with the new book, uh, going back to the art a little bit, um, there's a lot of sort of uh, aquatic uh, puns kind of tucked into the details there. Um, the walls of the school, for instance, have you know some famous fish like Shark Twain and uh, <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh. Are those details like that something that you and Dan sort of collaborate on, go back and forth with? I wasn't you know I wasn't sure how you guys work together, if you've met things like that. Um, Dan works independently of me, which I think is terrific because he does a a thousand times better of a job than I could ever come up with on my own. Uh, You know, if I were to say, well, I'd like the fish here and the here on the wall, we'll have this. It would not be anything approaching what Dan comes up with. He has such a creative flair and those all those little touches, those are 100 percent Dan. And he adds so many things to the stories. Um, And those actually are 
are to a great extent the thing that kids at school visits give me the most feedback on that they enjoy that they notice um, that makes the reading experience uh, so delightful for them and so I am uh, it, those are are wonderful and I when I get sketches I do see the sketches first before the final art and when I get the sketches that's the first thing I look for is the delightful additional details that Dan has included. I did get a chance to meet him in person um, several years back I think it might have been 2009 we were both invited to do a school visit together out in New York and I did meet him at that time for the first time in person and that was wonderful. I look forward to seeing him again this fall when we have our author to Tour, author and illustrator tour for the book. Excellent. Yeah, so you've got some events both uh, maybe in, at the summer for when the book launches, but then later in the fall as well? Right. There will be some events that I'm doing locally for the book this summer, um, but the, the bigger campaign for it um, where we'll be able to get out and about together, that will come in the fall after school has started. Schools start at many different times, so it's very wonderful to have the book available now. There are some schools that start as early as July and, and a lot in August. Here in Michigan, where I live, most of our schools don't start until after Labor Day, but that's not the case everywhere. So it's great to have the book available now. Now, uh, speaking of Michigan, which is actually uh, where I'm from as well, um, you, uh, you, you blog at, uh, regularly at uh, Jumping the Candlestick, where, among other things, you interview uh, Michigan-based authors. So I was curious, what is, uh, what is Michigan's writing community like these days? Michigan's writing community is very vibrant, and in every genre, um, I am just constantly amazed at the quality of writing coming out of the state and the variety and the feature that I do on my blog Michigander Monday I do it in part because I want other people to know about these great writers and great books and and the diversity of it all but I also do it in great uh, part because I just want to know more about it and I find the interviews fun and fascinating and I love getting to know other authors. It's a welcoming community, the community of authors. Um, I found that in the area of children's books, which is where I, I obviously spend more of my time with other children's book writers. But as I get out into the wider field of writers, I find that uh, that culture and that environment to be the same. It's a friendly, welcoming, encouraging um, the community, and I feel so lucky and honored to be a part of it. And it's um, part of the reason I, I do the feature is to, to give a little back to that community and make sure that we all have a chance to talk a little about our books and our writing experience. Are there any other future book ideas you've been mulling over, either about uh, Mr. Fish or maybe other characters? I'm always working on several things at once. And so I have always part of my uh, creative brain working on new adventures for Mr. Fish. Um, he will have, he will continue to have full length adventures, the rhyming um, stories in the hardcover books that are, are um, like the Pop Pop Fish Goes to School. But there will also be other short board book stories, what I think of as mini adventures coming. And that way there are books for a variety of ages and a variety of circumstances. But I'm also always working on other creative ideas, most of which I don't know what they are until I'm, I'm halfway into them, um, different characters, different settings. I think it's important as a, a writer to try new things and experiment and, and see where it goes. So I'm, I, I will continue to keep working on Mr. Fish and his uh, friends and their stories, but other things as well. 
Great. Well, uh, congratulations on the new book, and uh, Deborah, and thank you again for speaking with me. John, thank you. Once again, I've been speaking with Deborah Deason, whose latest picture book is The Pout Pout Fish Goes to School, out in late June from FSG. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast. Cast.